Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today we have a great guest on. Now, this is looking at an industry or a type of business that we really haven't looked at businesses to this specificity before. So I'm definitely excited to hear what this business owner has to say. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Jacqueline Rogers. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Now, before we started, you know, you were talking about, you know, the recent um, trade show that you were at now. So what was it like, I guess, kind of going back to being at your first trade show after, like I said, so many shutdown measures in different places? So what was that like? Uh, a little overwhelming. It was a lot of people, uh, some wearing masks, some not. So uh, a lot of making sure I was giving people six feet and a lot of hand sanitizer. <laughs> now, you know, it's very interesting as we think about, like I said, the, the, the way that, you know, we're having to approach business now. And so before we jump too far into that, I want to take a step back to let the audience know. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and kind of what was your life before starting Green Top Gifts? Yeah, so my background is in consumer packaged goods. So for over 13 years, right out of college, I worked as an account manager calling on retail uh, corporate buyers to buy candy to put in the stores that people go and buy and consume for treats when they're at checkout. Uh, so I worked at Nestle and Mars Wrigley and uh, did that for a while. And then from there, decided I wanted to pursue my own business. Nice. Nice. Now, what was was there anything about, you know, consumer packaged goods that really attracted you that said, hey, you know, what, this is kind of the, the lane I want to run in? Um, it was kind of a I interviewed with a bunch of companies right out of college. I knew I wanted to work in sales and marketing and I wanted to work for a company that had a product that was fun to sell. Um, nobody <laughs> wants to sell something boring every day. Right. And so candy uh, was super fun. It was it's no one's bored when you're in a meeting talking about candy, like no one. So yeah, that's kind of how I got on that path. I came and interviewed at our school. I did a bunch of interviews with a bunch of companies and uh, I got to work from home and travel and it was just a good deal right out of college. And I kind of just stuck through with it. Nice. Nice. Now, so along that journey, you know, because different, you know, I'm always interested when entrepreneurs talk about kind of how that transition happened from like, hey, I really enjoy the work that I was doing or, hey, it's great. Good job right out of college. But at some point, something clicked or something flipped for them to where they started thinking like, you know, how can I do this for myself? Was there any like monumental moment or kind of was it a gradual progression over time for you? I probably say more gradual. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So growing up, I always saw entrepreneurship with my dad and my mom. And I knew I always eventually wanted to work for myself. Um, did I ever think it would be what I'm doing now with Green Top Gifts? Never in a million years. Um, but I realized uh, there was a longing to be more creative and of personal fulfillment. And this kind of the business started out of a passion for something I wanted for my son. But I remember being in a meeting one day and a manager saying, you know, I just don't think we're using your creativity enough. And I kind of chuckled to myself because I was already working on my business on the side. And uh, I kind of was like, yeah, you're not, but I, I'm using it other places. Uh, and so I think that and then making the big jump for me really came from I knew I couldn't grow and scale the business until I committed to it full time. 
And my only regret is that I didn't quit sooner. <laughs> you know, I laugh because, you know, and, and I'll get to that a little bit more as to why I laugh. But it, it reminds me of so many stories that I've heard. But what I'm very interested in is, you know, you talked about, you know, coming from a, a family of entrepreneurs, like what types of businesses, you know, in entrepreneurial endeavors did your parents get involved in? And I guess how much of that did they expose you to? Uh, so my father had residential real estate and he was also a school photographer for 40 years. So it was pretty much two totally different worlds of entrepreneurship um, that my mother kind of she ran the office and he went out and did the school photos and then they had to come home. This was before digital rights so was print and cutting <laughs> senior portraits um, and seeing those two totally different businesses, but seeing my parents commit to it every day and the passion and drive they had for the business, um, it sparked a, a large interest in me for entrepreneurship. My grandfather was also an entrepreneur and so was my grandmother. So um, it had played a large impact because my dad dragged me from a very young age to every board meeting in town regarding property or, you know, easements or, you know, court, small claims court with, you know, tenants. Uh, to if I was out of school, I got to go tag along for senior portraits today at a high school or at an event. So um, I was very involved in it, even as a small child, probably making more of a mess and being in the way. But they definitely um, kept me around. And so I got to see it firsthand. Um, and a lot of late nights, I definitely saw my parents, especially my dad, you know, coming home and he has a stickler of before he would close his eyes, he made his to-do list for the next day. And I definitely cannot sleep until I write it all out and get it out of my head. So um, I see a lot of things that my parents have done that I still do. Wow. That is, that's amazing. I mean, I, I wonder if, you know, if being able, growing up in an environment where you saw that, um, and then like I said, when you went to college and then you took your first job, was there ever this feeling of a conflict between like, hey, I was kind of raised as an entrepreneur, but I'm kind of working a corporate job. Did you ever have that conflict? I did. And I had college professors who were like, y'all have to work for your dad. Like, no, you need to go to corporate and get some experience. <laughs> and I can tell you their names. Like, I remember who these people are. And I'm thankful for that push because I think a lot of the skills I got in corporate definitely have helped me along the way with my business. Um, but my parents weren't upset. They were like, you got this degree, use it. You know, I think they got a good return on their investment, you know. Um, and they never were like looked down at me about going corporate. They were happy. I wasn't living at home. I had a good salary. They, I didn't ask them for any money. Um, and so I think they were happy and pleased because I could still kind of help them with parts of the business on the side. But um, I think it was the best of both worlds for me. Nice, nice, nice. Now, as you kind of made that, you know, you, you moved through that journey of, hey, you weren't using your full sense of creativity. There was a little bit more of an itch you wanted to scratch in that area. And like I said, from the background. So what was that really like kind of making that transition from the job, as you said, you feel like you should have left a little earlier, but what was that transition like going from the job to then really being in your business more? Uh, the transition is interesting because I quit February 2020, so like right before the world shut down, right? Um, and at the time, I was like, yay, this is great. And then a month later, I was like, oh, my. Um, but it was still a great decision. We had our best year last year out of five years of business. So, um, But there was moments of like, OK, is this a good idea? Should I do this now? Uh, maybe I should wait. Um, you know, How will this be perceived? But I always felt like if you work a corporate job and you do good at your job, 
and then you try entrepreneurship and it sucks and you hate it or you don't do well at it, you can always go back and get another job. Like if you don't burn the bridge down on the way out, you know, um, and I think that's the biggest thing is like, you know, managing those relationships and you can always go back. You can always go back. But I think I think companies will also see that drive. Like you manage your own line of business and revenue on your own and did well. Then who would hire you back? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a very interesting point. And it's funny that you mentioned about that February, because even for myself, like when I left my corporate job, I remember like my wife and I were planning a trip to go visit my father-in-law in Nigeria. So we went to go visit him um during that trip like came well actually before that trip came to the conclusion that okay i'm leaving my corporate job to focus more on you know our accounting firm that that i was building and i went in talked to my cfo and the ceo told them hey here's what my decision was and they were like okay all right can you stay on and help wrap up a couple projects well that staying on a little bit longer like my last day was like march 30th and then it was just like oh man right in the pandemic uh, March 30th of 2020, great time to start a business. So what was that like for you um, of really navigating a hey, February 2020? It probably on the surface, it's not the most ideal time to start any business. I mean, it's during a pandemic. So what was that like? You know, it was good. There, a lot of the reason why I quit too was I want to come back to you for a question too about when you quit and how. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm gonna come back to that for you. But um, for us, it was good because there were so many accelerator programs and grants and pitch competitions and things that I didn't want to apply to because I was working and I didn't want somebody HR to be like, "Well, how do you have time to do this and that?" And so I could fully commit on it. I could work on planning. I could work on forecasting. I could work on growing and scaling the business. I could schedule and reach out to retailers. It may have been a conflict of interest with my job before. So for me, it was great. It was um, we really were a seasonal business before when I was double dutching and working corporate and doing the business on the side. So it allowed me to plan so much far advance for our holidays and our seasons. So, um, yeah, it was it was great. We had our best year today. You know, we got over $160,000 in grants this past year. Google gave us $100,000. We got partnerships with FedEx, um, Beyonce.com. Like, we had great opportunities. So, there, there were those opportunities where I kept getting emails of partnerships or opportunities that let me go, okay, I'm going, this was a good idea. I'm still going down the right path, um, even in the midst of the pandemic. And I'd also say that 2020, you know, George Floyd, you know, the death of George Floyd in 2020 brought so much more of a spotlight on black businesses and on black lives in general. And of course he shouldn't have lost his life, but from that, his loss of life should have never happened. There was a large spot I put on more black businesses and opportunities and grants and funding. And we reaped a lot of benefits from that. So um, even in the midst of the pandemic with the shutdown, people were still shopping online. They were looking to support black businesses and we received a lot of spotlight from that. No, I, I completely agree. I mean, you know, that's the amazing thing that I've heard a lot of people, you know, a lot of, especially a lot of black business owners and even myself, of just where 2020 wasn't on the surface, it wasn't the most ideal time to start a business. But I think for the people who really dug in and really looked at the fundamentals of how they ran their business, like they're so happy that they did it. Cause they're just like, yeah, I would have never imagined 2020 to be like it was, but it turned out better than I could have imagined. So, I mean, that's, that's awesome to hear. I mean, and you mentioned about like that, 
the accelerators, the pitch competitions and different stuff. So what was it like for you of really, you know, coming up with your your pitch and then being able, like I said, because you're kind of competing against all the other people who are pitching? Yeah, I would say our pitch has evolved. It's always ever changing, right? You're looking at, okay, what's the story? How can you quickly compile it concisely? They understand, you know, who you're serving, what your market size is, how you want to grow and scale it, and what you can do with this funding. Um, I'm probably missing a few steps in there, but those are the most ones that I think are most important. Um, and being able to do that quickly and concisely and be able to answer and respond to questions. And I think we did a really good job of that um, this past year. So, yeah, there's... There were a lot of different ones. I think it's just really being confident in your business and explaining why. Okay, you may have seen hundreds or thousands of other applicants, but we're the best thing. I think having that confidence, I didn't have it in the beginning. I was kind of hesitant. I was like, yeah, we got some features. We're in Oprah magazine. <laughs> and then I realized that I would do competitions with people and they would be so braggadocious about their business. Like, this is the best thing ever. And I was like, oh. I got to put a little, <laughs> little more confetti on this. I got to sprinkle some more glitter on this. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest part is, you know, if you don't have confidence in it, who's going to believe it, right? Who's going to buy into it if you're not excited about it? Absolutely. You know, I think that is so amazing because I always tell people a lot of times, I mean, that's, that's where I learned, like I say, my craft is having to do, when I worked in corporate, I did a role in investor relations. So one of my jobs was helping the the, the CEO and his staff of like a, $15 billion company get ready for their calls with Wall Street analysts. And it was probably the most brutal thing ever. But it's just like, hey, these people are investing hundreds of millions and you need to give them a good story on what's going on or why you missed your number. And it's just like having to actually present what I was doing to other people. It really challenged me to like to, to grow. And I, and I can imagine the pitch competitions, like you said, it forced you to grow as a business owner and as a storyteller for your business. So, you know, as you kind of made it through that, you, you mentioned about, you know, Google and the amazing investment that they made in your business. Like, how did you come across that? And, you know, how was what was that experience like for you guys? It was a great experience. It was, uh, you know, funding where we don't have to pay it back, non-dilutive funding, which is the best kind of funding when you're a small business. <laughs> you know that. Um, and so we were very excited to get the, we participated in a Google Founders Academy um, accelerator. And then from that, we were allowed to apply for their Black Founders Fund. And that is how I got the opportunity to apply. And they reached out to us. There's a video of all of us crying on the internet um, with lots of excitement. Um, and it was it was great. It was so awesome. And when I finished, my son goes, oh, mommy, can you buy me a house with a pool now? Kids, kids, they'll humble you. They will humble you like nothing before. You know, I think that's amazing. I mean, and that's a, that's a very interesting point you bring up because I do think that that is a, a, a phenomenal mentality that I've seen with a lot of business owners where, like I said, they get an opportunity like that. Well, let's say, you know, they do get a large infusion of capital, whether it's, you know, debt, loans, in, I mean, uh, investors, um, well, however the infusion comes in. And some people, what I've seen is, they think about, oh, okay, now I can finally like, you know, make my very big payday or pay myself where there are others who are more successful are like, okay, now we can invest in here. These are the strategies we've been investing in. So how was that, that, you know, that thought process for you guys? Like when you got the money, 
You know, what were some of the those areas where you're like, okay, now that we got this, here are the areas we can actually invest in. Talent. We needed to hire more people to help us produce more product faster. And then we were able to manufacture a new product to sell to our customers and then use some of those funds to market to our customers. Um, I did buy a new laptop because mine was on death's door. But outside <laughs> of that, uh, it all went right back to the business. And even the laptop is right back to the business. But I needed to run the business. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will say, you know, that has been a We've done what uh, I think we've done what, like 400 and like 70 plus interviews in the past 18 months. And that is wow, a common a trait. Yeah, it, it has been a lot. It, it was one of those one of those interesting things where like before I left my full time job as I had talked to CPAs in my city and, and fractional CFOs about, you know, just starting a business and what it was like being in their own business. And one of the biggest problems that a lot of them said is. You know, they needed to develop a network and that's where they really struggled. And I was just like, OK, all right, how can I creatively solve that? So the show became a great way to do it where it's just like, hey, I'll invite people on to the show. They'll talk about their business. I'll learn from their lessons as well as start developing relationships. And it just became something that I really enjoyed. So that's hence the, the number of interviews just continued to grow. And I get to meet awesome people like you. So that that, that makes it better. Thanks. And that's so true. You speak about entrepreneurship, like having community. Entrepreneurship can be lonely. And so I have like a diff couple different communities. I have like a mom group and we like are all small business owners that are also moms and wives. And so that conversation is always fun and interesting. We can be talking about Shopify or shipping or China <laughs> to I need a new nanny contract. All of that is like in the same day. And then I have another group with some people who like just launched a business. And so I feel like I kind of mentor them a little bit because they're like, I mean, in their infancy, like months in, like three or four months in. And so it's always great to have different people at different places in different times because your friends that aren't in entrepreneurship, they don't understand when you're like, oh, our conversion just went up this week. They're like, oh, great. Yay. Um, but someone who's in that same you know, space, they get excited about it. They really understand it. So community is so important. Entrepreneurship, finding that community. And uh, we've been a part of a couple of different accelerators that have allowed us to find that community, the 1863 Ventures, you know, Google Founders Academy, you know, and um, New Voices Fund. They have really great communities where there are different people in different areas. And I lean in heavy on all of them. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Now, you know, we've talked a lot about your story, kind of your background. Now, I, I really want people to hear really the, the heartbeat of, you know, the product. So people can understand, you know, why this product. And then I want to talk about where they can find it online. Of course. So Green Top Gifts, we bring diversity to celebrations with unique gift wrap, home decor and apparel. And it really started from remembering moments with my mom. She put Christmas trees in every corner of our house. She painted angels and nativities all to look brown like our family. And once I had my son, I wanted to share those same moments with him. And I quickly realized there was a void in the market and it didn't exist and that we were still having to paint and decorate wrapping paper and items. And so I kind of joked with my husband that I was going to make some and like go to fit and print it or something and make it on Photoshop. <laughs> and he was watching PTI and was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And then I was like, okay, I found a manufacturer and an 18-wheeler is going to deliver the product to our house. And he was like, what? <laughs> and so then he has a background in finance and I uh, worked on Wall Street and he worked in sales and trading. So he was like, okay, let's look at the numbers here. So when I showed him the size of the market, he was, he was like, okay, this makes sense. It's all, the math makes sense. And um, from there, 
This is year five. We've been featured in Oprah Magazine, Good Housekeeping, uh, CBS Morning News. We've had great press um, and a lot of features and families um, who you know, share our product and they post on social and they wear it on the holidays. And now we're expanding into other moments like birthdays and graduations and a baby shower right outside of Christmas. So, yeah. Nice. I love it. I love it. So where can people find it online? They can shop us on greentopgifts.com. And this is our beautiful site. And if you click up top to gift wrap, that'll show you quickly some of our wrapping paper. Awesome. So these are some of our items. We've got birthdays. We've got some celebration with just unique characters of multicultural children, different hair textures and skin tones. And we also have holiday pajamas, which we just relaunched for this year, the new style. Those go really fast. Um, and so they're here. We have sweatshirts and T-shirts and hoodies, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, so this is our site. So yeah, please shop with us. We ship all over the U.S. and to all across the world. As long as you order it in time, we can get it to you by Christmas. Um, so yeah, that's our business. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, one question I really love asking every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about, you know, your journey of where you've been and you think about where you are now, you know, what's two lessons that you've learned that you would share with other business owners? And it can be something that you've already shared or it can be a new point. Uh, the first one would be uh, have good, solid operations when you start. <laughs> Find out, make sure you're, you know that <laughs> as an accountant, you understand that. Um, but having a good, all of your structures and operations in place from your finance to your shipping, to your fulfillment, to understanding your margins, just like having a good team in place as you continue to scale and grow your business. If you have a fulfillment, a, a, a manufacturer that can continue to grow and scale with you, it makes it so much easier as you ramp up and grow and scale your business. So sound operations in the beginning, instead of like back of the envelope shoestring is always helpful. Now we start where we start, but you know, as fast as you can ramp up to get it, you know, legit do it. <laughs> um, and then next would be uh, ideas have expiration dates. I heard that very early on in my journey and I, it stuck with me because if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Um, and I think you should use your ideas and you should get them out into the market as fast as you can. Um, make them decent, but you can make, you can grow and evolve it. We started with two SKUs and now we have over like 50 SKUs. So, um, yeah, just go at it. Nice. I love it. I love it. Well, Jacqueline, thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the show. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun chatting with you. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library hey the business talk library is the place where business makes sense